Hello and welcome to the Hales Owen Apostolic Church. Apostolic meaning what God says, not what man thinks. Please enjoy this teaching and if you want more, visit the website at halesowenapostolicchurch.org. It, it, it made me really think about, you know, where are we and what are we doing? And, you know, and, and, as, and as Linda has just, has just said, it's, it's been quite a, quite a week this week. Um, for those that don't know, I ended up with um, a blood infection um, from banging insect bites. Uh, it's not the insect bites that gave me the blood infection. It's the actual banging of the, of the, of the things and scratching them that, the, blood, that the, uh, the poison gets into the bloodstream. Insect poison doesn't go into the bloodstream. And so it did. Well, it, uh, it really knocked me off my feet for, for three days. I was sleeping anything between 14 and 17 hours a day. Just couldn't do anything. No matter what, I'd get up and walk up and down the stairs, and I, f- I felt absolutely shattered. Couldn't even get my breath. You know, and Linda kept saying, get to bed. <laughs> get to bed. In love. Um, but, you know, but it was like that. But it didn't stop then, you know, then... Then Thursday we had meeting after meeting. I was on the phone to the doctors, to the NHS, to Russell's Hall, um, to New Cross Hospital, and it was just just goes on and on and on. I tell you, I'm, I'm like going, I'm reeling. And then, but the, I remember from the Wednesday, the surgeon said, um, I said, look, I'm really busy in the morning going to the doctors and what else did I have? I had my eyes tested and all. You name it. Linda's giving me a full, uh, full checkup. I'm going to the dentist on Monday, and I think that's it then. Um, but it, it was just one after the other, and you know, and, uh, but all the way through it, you know, uh, one of the things that we seen was the way that the Lord was guiding us, and that is pretty incredible, isn't it? You know, that from the start of me having my blood test, it was because out of the mouth of three witnesses, um, people were talking to Linda, my wife, about prostate cancer, which of course she then panicked, which is a good panic. And that's the only reason I went to the um, to doctors um, to get a blood sample, and that's what started it. But since then, every little bit started to go, you know, one way. David um, sent me a text once he knew what the uh, diagnosis was, sorry, the prognosis was, um, and he said, "Mark, whatever you do," he said, "bring this man and get a second opinion." He said, and so I did, and that's why we're going. We're going to this surgeon who is the they. they He's voted the second best uh, prostate surgeon in the country, in the UK. Um, and I think the, the only reason why the other one's number one, because he's older and he's done more. And that's the only reason. So that's great, isn't it? We straight away got in. And the last thing he said, you know, he said, listen, he said, you know, you'll know by next Monday. Um, and he said, but if you want to ring my PA, then ring. But I didn't ring till the afternoon because we just just doing stuff all day, you know, about my health, um, you know, so you don't feel really healthy when you're doing all this, it, it, you know, it just drives you nuts, and then the, um, uh, then I rang, and uh, she said, oh, oh, Mr. Hamer, she said, we've just had a cancellation, he said, we can put you in on the 25th, and I just said, well, praise God, that's pretty amazing, isn't it, you know, I could have rang in the morning, there was no cancellations, but I rang at that time, and they've had a cancellation, and so straight away she put me in touch with the 
with the surgeon's nurse. Uh, so I was, I was at the hospital again for another two hours on, um, on, on Friday. Um, you know, another, another eye test. You know, so everything that I'm doing is just, just you know, this is great, Lim. But thank God that the um, antibiotics kicked in on, um, uh, on, on the Friday and I began to feel a bit better. Still sleeping nine hours a night, which if anybody knows me, that's unheard of. Um, so not quite there. So poor old Linda's, you know, <laughs> is having to look after me. You know, it's quite funny, really. Um, I think it's funny, you know, she probably doesn't. Uh, I think it's quite funny because, you know, she's, she's known me, you know, for over 43 years. I've been married for 43 years and she's never seen me uh, like this in her life. So, of course, it's incredibly strange for her that she's now supporting me like she never has in her life. She's supporting me, don't get me wrong, but like this, never. It's me who does all the forward, forward, forward. Come on, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Now it's Linda saying, you, you stop down, I'll do it, you know. I'm beginning to enjoy it, actually, but don't tell her that. Okay, she might, she might, she might change. But what it, it showed me is that no matter what we felt like, no matter what it did, you know, we still study our Bible. We still get into the Word because through that Word, all I was getting time and time again was comfort. Absolutely amazing, you know. And just randomly, I got all the trust ones just randomly, I know what they are, but they're just, everything I was reading, it was coming up, trust in the Lord, and you know, when you trust in the Lord, he'll see you through, and all the rest of it. So it, it, was, it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. And I just thought, going back in my life, all the things that I've gone through, and all the trials and tests, and the, the amount of attacks that, you know, that we've had as a family, and because of what we do, it just dawned on me how much God loved me. Just, just dawned, you know, that no matter what I did, no matter how many times I failed, you know, God was always there for me. You know, I never turned away. You know, I've never, never, never said a word against Him or nothing like that. And because I, I don't want to, but it just dawned on me how much it was, and how much I actually rely on the Word of God to live my life. That was another thing that came to me this morning. And so, you know, that it's quite easy for me to say, I love you, Lord. You know, because I do. You know, that I know how much of a failure I've been in life. And yet how much he's given me is just, it is beyond measure. I, I just, you know, I look back at my life and from where we came from on a council estate, and I just cannot believe what God has done in our lives since I've been a Christian. So, I looked at the love, but first of all, I looked, I looked at Jesus, you know, and he, and he gives us all these terms about Jesus, you know, who he is and everything like that, and all the I am, so we know he's God manifest in the flesh. But one of the most amazing things is the gospel. There's no other way to get to heaven than through the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. No other way. Not your way, not what you think, not what you might feel like, not, not what man says, no matter how much people tell you about whatever else their church does and everything else. There's no other way than, 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 than the way that Jesus told us. And he said, most assuredly, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs up somewhere away, he's a thief and a robber. 
So we've got to make sure we're not trying to get to heaven our way. It's so important, you know. He turns around and tells us the, the greatest commandment is to love him. And one of, the, one of the easiest ways to love God is just to obey his commandments. And that's, that's that, 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 that straight away that puts a problem with us. That puts a problem with every single person. You want to do what you want to do. And God's saying, well, look, you know, if you let me help you do these and work with you, I'll help you get to where you want to get to. It is, it, and it's pretty simple. You know, and, it, and, it, and it tells us in John 10 about, you know, he's the doorkeeper and he hears a voice and, and he, knows that, he knows that we're his people because if we hear his voice, we obey him. And he tells us, you know, he's, he's the shepherd and he's going to lead us into good pasture. How is he going to lead us into good pasture? What is the good pasture? The good pasture is what, we're going, what you want to eat. So the sheep go and eat grass. Okay, I don't want you to go and eat grass. It's no good for us. The cows eat the grass and the sheep. But it's so important that God is always trying to lead you into good pasture. Now, you cannot complain in this church that you don't get enough teaching. If you don't, that means you haven't been. Have I got a big amen there? You miss. You don't come, you miss. Is it my fault? No. No, it's not my fault. It's, it's, it's people. This is it. And so when the Lord gives us something and we do it, we have actually heard the master's voice. We have heard the voice and we put it into our lives. It's so simple. In that way, we cannot fail. No matter what goes on around us, we cannot fail. When the master speaks to us and tells us what we've got to do and we do it, we, we, we cannot fail. Every thought we have that's not of God, he even tells us. Put it under subjection. Cast down the imaginations of our minds. Stop thinking that this world is correct and what you doing is correct and having a look what Jesus said to see if it's correct. Anybody like being ill? Oh, I certainly don't. But it's not of make me think this way. <laughs> you know, nice thoughts, not bad thoughts. Nice thoughts. And you know, and, and it is amazing, you know, that if a stranger come up to any of you and said, look, I'll show you the way to heaven, would you listen to him? Well, you probably would until you find out that he wasn't showing you the right way because you should know it's not the right way. That's the difference. But you know, but, you know the sheep never follow another shepherd. Once that shepherd and the sheep and they're born... It always follows him. So that's really important. So we've got to do that. And it tells us that whoever comes to me and doesn't come the way that I've told them to do, they're nothing but thieves and robbers. Because what have they done? Who have they stolen from? They've stolen from God, haven't they? They've not accepted his word, and so they've, they've decided to go their own way. And so you can understand, he says that, you know, no wonder he turned around and he says, you know, that, listen, if anyone enters by my way, anyone enters by my way, he will be saved. Isn't that beautiful? It's not, not a salvation scripture that we normally use, but isn't that beautiful? Anyone enters by me, by Jesus, and we know we have to do everything in Jesus' name. Anything we're not to do in Jesus' name. Pardon? Anything to do, no. Everything we do, do all 
in the name of Jesus Christ. So everything we do, when we're going witnesses, we're going to talk about Jesus. When we're, when we're doing work, we've got to somehow to show that we're following God. Somehow. That's up to you. I can't teach you how to do that every single day. I just know that, you know, that anyone I speak to, I am going to talk to them about Jesus Christ. Whether they don't want to know or whether they do, I still talk. Hallelujah. It's not my problem. It's their problem, not mine. And if people don't want to listen, even Christians, you know that they're not following the voice of the Lord. They are following their own way. So, why? Why did he do all this? It was, it was pretty simple, he said, because if we don't, that means the thief has already got us. And who's the thief? It's Satan. Satan's already got us. The thief does not come except to steal. What's he come to steal? Doesn't want your clothes. Doesn't want your clothes. Doesn't want your money. Doesn't want your car. Doesn't want your house. He just comes to steal your faith. And faith comes by hearing the word of God. So we've got to love him. We've got to go to the shepherd. We've got to go to his word to get fed, to make ourselves stronger. Why? So the thief comes to, not, to, comes to accept, to steal, to kill and to destroy. That's to destroy everything about our faith so that we get on the wrong path. It's quite simple. But I love my God because, you know, all we've got to do is repent. Put into, into, into place what he's asking us to do, not what we think. If we don't, we're all in trouble. He's the good shepherd. And he said, I have come that they may have life and they may have, have it more abundantly. You know, people, what all people want in abundance in this world is money. Forget the rest. People say, oh, I just want a happy life. But, what, but they won't have a happy life by, not, by following Jesus. All they want is a happy life to buy the things they want. It's just the same. And yet the Lord turns around and tells us everything about that. Be content with what you have. You know, if you want any more, we've got to work at it. When we work with God, he'll, he definitely helps us. Why? Because he's the good shepherd. And the good, good shepherd gave his life. He gave his life for every single one of us. So we could have what he wants. Mm. He promises us eternal life. You know, people say that, once saved, always saved. And I'm sorry, it's not right in God's word. Why would he ask us to repent daily? These are his followers, come on. Why would he ask his followers to repent daily? Because he knows how weak we are. But isn't that wonderful? He then turns around and says, when you're weak, I can be, you can be strong. Why? Because we trust and stand upon him not what we think or the circumstances. It is so important. And of course, we then show the love of God by what we do. What we do and what we speak. Amen. All that to talk about God's abounding love. Because that's what it is. It's abounding. You know, no matter what comes, God's love abounds. It's, it's going to be stronger and stronger the more we get to know him. You know, people talk to me about, you know, well, 
I've got the gift of spirit for this and you know and I've seen it all over the world people telling me these things you know and I always used to say well that's great why are you telling me and I'm not being horrible why are you telling me you got that gift that gift should be obvious to the church the Lord tells us to pray for these gifts pray you know when we pray we show God we love him and believe in him so these gifts of the spirit are for the church collectively so Matt had a word from the Lord you give it so God's given him the word and he's given it out it's you know it, 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 it's a word of wisdom for the church so it's a gift of the spirit and he said I'm stepping out in faith well step out I'm glad he has and next time it doesn't work then pick on somebody else to speak not me hallelujah I'm saying that nicely I'm not that's not anything detrimental so when we skip some of that any one of one of us could have just stood and prayed do you understand Stepping out. Is it stepping out? No, come on. It's just filling the gap in with something that's useful. So showing God that, yeah, I don't bother that it's an IT. Some of you feel embarrassed because the IT is not, not working. I'm used to IT not working, so it doesn't embarrass me. Hallelujah. Listen to this. 1 Corinthians 13. Let me, I'm going to turn to it. 1 Corinthians 13. You see what I'm doing this morning? This is old school, this is. I'm using the Bible here. 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 13 in the, in the, uh, not in the, in the, in the King James, in the New King James, it gives a title for 113, the greatest gift. And I think it, it's pretty incredible. Um, I always used to think the greatest gift that God gave me was salvation. Then I changed my mind and I thought it was the Holy Spirit. And I, changed, and I kept changing my mind. So I'm just letting the Bible tell me what the greatest gift is. And, you know, and before that, all the way through, in, you know, in, in Corinthians 12, it talks about the, the, the spiritual gifts. He wants the church to have the gifts of the Spirit. Right? He wants them to have. So that's really important for all of us to understand. We pray for the gifts. And we pray to prophesy rather than speaking in tongues. But don't get, don't get mixed up. Speaking in tongues is a gift that God gave you to show you salvation. That's what you've got that for. You can't be saved without the Spirit. And you can't stay saved if you're not in the Spirit. Because that's what God's love for us to say, I'll fill you with the Spirit every time you want to come to me. Every time you pray, you can feel the Spirit. I can pray with some people and within minutes, we know the Holy Ghost is, is just flowing around. Why? Because we both expect God to be there and we both want God to be there and we both believe He's going to be there. And guess what? He is and that's, that's, that's His promise. That's His love for us to show us, to show each one of us that I'll come wherever you are, whatever you do, but just at least come to me. And that's, and that's our love again. That's our love for Him. That's our love for this, this incredible Word of God. It's the only thing that's not going to change. Hello? The only thing in this world that's not going to change, is the Word of God. 
Do you need any more? Is that clear enough? It's the only thing that never changes. Look at us. How often do we change? Hmm. Oh, go on. Come on. Somebody give me a, a rough idea. <laughs> Every day. Could you make it more precise? Every minute, if you're a woman, hallelujah, for, forgive me, Father, in Jesus' name. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you see, you've got the wrong spirit now. You've got me going. It, it's really important, isn't it, that we look at these things to show what God wants for us. So his love is, is enduring. His love is, is, is kind. His love is patient. His love is forever. His, his love is, is in, in, it's just Everything about you is, is, is about this God's love in this, in, in this Bible, and, it, and it's so important. But even with those gifts of the Spirit, they're all there to build up the faith in the church, to show God in action. And then and when, when, when people step out in faith, yes, God does come. And that's why we've got to step out and do these things. But what happens? So all these people, I've seen them in the world, you know, all these charismatics, that's all they talk about is the gifts of the Spirit and hardly any of the Word. And they, yet the Lord wants us to worship Him in Spirit and in truth, Spirit and Word. But the greatest gift. Here we go. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing. So you know, we all... We all seek God for things. All of us seek God for things. And that's the right thing to do. And yet, man likes these gifts. He likes these gifts and they like to tell people they've got these gifts and to show off. But listen, no matter what we do, if we're doing it just out of duty, it's worthless. If we're doing it to show to somebody how good we are, it's worthless, it's futile, it's, it, it, it's a nonsense. And you know, and if we're doing it to show other people how spiritual we are, it's a nonsense. We have to do these things with love. Everything we do, even when people speak to you and they speak to you badly, we've still got to love them. When we look in our past, we can't keep dragging back our past. It will come like a flood and we'll go downhill. We've got to forgive and love them. It's so important. Without this love, we, we've got nothing. But listen to what it says, though. This is, you know, what's the Lord telling, telling us? Love is the most powerful weapon we have in every circumstance. The most powerful weapon we have in every circumstance. 
Has anybody ever shouted it? You know, tell them that I love you. I haven't got a clue what to say. You ain't got a clue what you're saying, Mark. You ain't got you. Who are you to tell me? Well, I'm, I'm so glad that the Lord has loved me so I can love you now. I love you no matter what you do to me. You know, it's like, what? And they, you can see the total confusion on people's faces. I mean, when I first used to do it, I used to do it on purpose, you know, just to see, you know, you know the, the, the reaction. But now I had to get over that because I thought, well, that's amazing. It's amazing when he shows you that you know that no are you ready no matter when I ring you and you don't ring me back no matter when I tell you I don't want you to text me I want you to speak to me and you don't do it no matter when I I've give you instruction to do something and you don't do it no matter when you say you're going to do something and you don't do it <laughs> oh hallelujah Ted <laughs> guess what do I take it out on you no now, if you've done something wrong, do I tell you? Kevin's got the first yes, hallelujah. He's my, he's my super, superstar wrong, wrongdoing person, hallelujah. But also he's the most, he's the most wonderful man, that friend I've got because he takes it and tries his best to put it into action. And that's, that's all I can ask for. Do you know what that does to me, to him? Makes me love him more. Not, not. See, this is totally alien, isn't it? This is totally alien to the way that we are. You know, when we look at people and they don't do the things that we think they should do, it drives us nuts, doesn't it? You know, why they do that? I wouldn't do that if I was you. I didn't. Woo. My answer to that? Love them, for they don't know what they're doing. It's so beautiful. And yet so powerful. Love suffers long and is kind. So it's not just suffering with someone for, <laughs> for the moment. We're in there for the long haul. Jesus is in there for the long haul for us. So we're in the long haul for anyone that we meet. It's quite fascinating, isn't it? And he's kind. So even though you might feel like you want to, you know, give them a slight tap on the chin or whatever it may be. Uh, well, holy slap, I've tried that. Uh, yeah, uh, I've tried that, and somebody said, I hit them too hard. I thought, oh, well, my God, here we go. Uh, yeah, yes, hallelujah. And he's kind. And so that just shows us again, doesn't it? You know, that this love is kind. We have to be kind to one another. Oh, okay, and, and, and let's, throw, let's, throw, let's, throw, let, let's throw a spanner in the works with this kind bit, shall we? And when we're wrong, or we say the scripture's wrong, and somebody pulls us up, what do we feel like? Yeah, and yet, the Lord's telling us every single day through the word of how much we don't do. And yet, he's still loving you by telling you. What? What? The scripture is very clear. The Lord only chastises, only tells people off that he loves. Isn't that incredible? Everything for a 
Nothing, nothing, nothing at all for our bad. I, you know, I've been lying in that bed, you know, just weeping, thinking, dear me, this is it. Love does not envy. So we look at people and, and say, oh, it's all right for them and all these words and, oh, I wish I could do that. No, don't envy, don't be jealous. You do what you've got to do for God and God will bring you out of wherever you are, honestly. It's, it's, it's been an amazing, an amazing week. Love does not parade itself. I'm not saying, look at me, I love everyone. Huh, I don't. Yeah, you got you don't have to answer now, do you? Look, <laughs> you can burst out laughing if you want. You're okay. You don't have to hold it back. It's it's inside you. You know, let it out if you you know. Let let it out. It, 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 it's it, it's okay. But what it does though, love enables you to not to take the offences that come, and enables you still to look at the person and say, no matter what you say, I'm still going to love you. Isn't that amazing? It does not parade itself. You will see when somebody loves you. They will ask you. They'll try and help you. They will. They, they won't let you down. And if they've and, and if something's wrong, they'll tell you. But don't forget, this works both ways. It's not out. It's give. And take. And guess what? The Lord tells us it's much better to give than take. You want more love? Then give more love. You want more faith? Then give more faith. You want more kindness? Then give kindness. It's so simple, this love. It's so. Does not behave rudely. Are any of us rude? Any of us rude? You were the only one moving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can be. That's 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 quite a quite a weak expression. Thank you. Here we go. Adjectives are coming right now. You know, some of us have Damn right rude sometimes. But love's not. Love tells you no matter what's going on, you'll see their love for you. You'll see their patience for you. You'll see their, 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 their non-quick answers. Rephrase that more. You'll see them answer more slowly. <laughs> uh, because why? Because it's pointless answering quickly if the answer's wrong. You've got to make sure that we do it right. It does not seek its own. You know, this is fascinating. This is, you know, the Lord's trying to make us selfless, and we are selfish people. Okay, so there's another amazing change in our lives that He wants us to wants to have to be to be selfless. I'm not doing this just because I know that God's going to bless me, because that's what He does. You know, but you're not, you can't be, go with it. You can't go with that thought that I'm going to go and help math because I know God's going to bless me. 
I want to go and help Matt because I know he needs help and I know he needs some, some support. I know he needs some guidance. I know he needs something. I'm not going to go and see if I can help him. Because you love him. He's in our church. He wants to get to heaven. I want him to get to heaven. And don't forget as the pastor, I'm responsible for his soul. So it's important that I show love to everyone. And that's so he's not provoked. Whew. Ben has worked with me very closely for many years. How often do I, did I get provoked, Ben? Oh, go on then. Let's do anger. How many times do I provoke to anger? How many times provoke to anger? Few? Handful? Less than that. I won't ask Ben because he had to sit next to me, the poor chap. That's what my wife said, not me. Hallelujah. He travelled in the car with me for 10 years. Every single day. Isn't that lovely for him? Having Mark travel with him. Blessed. Yeah. The more I spoke to him, the worse he got. Hallelujah. Not provoked. So we're not provoked. Yes, we do. Ben's absolutely right. Sometimes something comes, you're angry. But it's okay. Do you know why it's okay? Because we were... Because we were made in God's image. Can you see the anger of God in the Bible? Okay. And he does, he's the judge. And all the lovely stuff that we're talking about, love here and how God wants to love us and help us and get us through everything. But he's also the judge. But he's the righteous judge. He won't judge you on what, on what other people say. He'll judge you on exactly what you have done. So it's up to you again. So this love is tremendous because all the time he's trying to help each one of us to get a step forward. And when we fall back, to get us back to, 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 to step forward again. It does no evil. It doesn't even think any evil. Anyone thinks evil? Yeah, come on, it's okay. Look, this is church. You're not, you're not on the test, are you? This is, this is, this is church. You know, we, yes, we do. My wife sometimes goes, oh, Mark! The thought of just had, you know, I said, oh, you know, she finds me to death, she does, you know. I'm, I think, oh, you know, she's having a heart attack or something. And, you know, and, and she said, oh, why am I thinking that? I said, Linda, every human being does it. It's what you do with the thought is the most important, is to get rid of it and, and repent and say to God, I'm so sorry. We don't rejoice in iniquity. We don't like sin. You know, you know, some people say, oh, I'm, I've been like this and I was like this. It's like they're boasting. Rather than going, I am glad I'm out of that, out of that life. But listen to this, though. Rejoices in the truth. We've got to be happy about what God is trying to do in our lives. If we're not happy, who has to change? Yeah, I, I know. I, I, I know you know the, the, the answers. But it's the action afterwards, after the answers, is that we've got to do. You know, the Lord turns around and says things like, do everything decent and in order. And everyone who knows me, you know, knows that I have some lunatic with doing things decent and in order. If you don't do it decent and in order, guess what? It's so simple, Kev. 
And you see it in our everyday life, in the people that we meet, in the work where we go, wherever we go. People's lives are out of order. So we've got to get in order. Bears all things. Bears all things. Jesus Christ said he forbears us. He forbears us. He has patience with us. He has mercy upon us. He loves us. He's, he's got all these kindness to give us. He's got all these gifts he wants to give us. You know, and, 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 we, and we can't endure one thing that goes wrong. Endures all things. Love never fails. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that, isn't that, we, oh. <sighs> Love never fails. It never fails to succeed. Do you understand that? It never fails to succeed. When we argue, what do we do? We just tear each other apart. Yep. When we talk about each other, guess what? We'll just pull people down. And the, most, the, mo- the, the biggest person you pull down is yourself. That's why this love never fails. Listen to this. These are the gifts of the Spirit now. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. What? Where there are tongues, they will cease. What? Where there is knowledge, it will vanish away. What? Where there is... For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, right, we don't know everything. Have you got it? We don't know everything. We've got a lot to learn. And we know that we don't prophesy everything that God wants us to prophesy either. Because a lot of us don't even try. Amen? Important. Why? For we know in part, we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When Jesus Christ comes back to take us, we'll see everything. We'll know everything. We'll know whether the prophecies were true or not. All those things. And it's beautiful. He's not saying they're going to cease now. He's not saying that we prophesy in part now. You know, he, said, well, sorry, he is saying we prophesy in part now because we won't know everything until we get there. And that's the only day we get made perfect. So it's brilliant. And that's God's love because he knew we're weak. He knew we needed help. He knew that we couldn't, we, we, we won't endure. He knew He knew all these things that we wouldn't love when we should love. He knew. And yet, he still says, I love you. And I want to help you still. I want to help you get away from where you are. And we in the church, you've got to understand this, we're growing up. Some of us have grown faster than others. Some of us have grown slow. It is okay as long as we're growing. As long as we're moving forward, as long as we're we're, we're doing something in the kingdom of God, then we know that we're moving in the right way. Some will have very strong faith and others will have weak faith. Does that make any difference to God? The ones with a strong faith will be expected to help the ones with a weak faith. So you've got a job. So if you get strong in faith, you know you've got to show what? Love. Love, Kev. The faith will be shown by what you do, Kev. That love for people who are struggling, that's the thing you've got to look at. And when people say they're not struggling, they're struggling. Because we all need one another. This love is here. 
This love is one another. He's, he's loving one another here. We will know when Jesus Christ comes what has happened in our life. And that's incredible. We'll know whether we've done right. We'll know. But what my job is for you as pastor now is to get you to the stage that you know what you've got to do now. To ensure that God can give you all what God has in store for him. We know in part now, and we, we'll, we'll know everything when we see Jesus, but this is what he tells us to do. But right now, abide faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. That love is the strongest message that we can give. Has God loved you? Yes, he has. Did he bring you out of darkness? Yes, he did. Has he given you hope for the future? Yes, he has. Has he given you faith? Yes, he has. Has he loved you? Yes, he has. Now we've got to show him that love back. And it's quite amazing. The whole, the, all the scriptures that I've got, you know, I've got thousands of scriptures on love. I didn't realise there was that many. Uh, but thousands and thousands, but, it, it, but it, it's important. For us to be like Christians, let's do, let's do our life now, shall we? For us to be, behave like a Christian, the, the title said in Romans 12, 9 to 16. Let love be without hypocrisy. We can't be start choosing who we're going to love. We can't be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. This is us now. Let's do it in the church. Be kindly affectionate to, to, to one another with brotherly love. In honour, honour, in honour. In honour, giving preference to one another. Honour each other. Give preference to one another. In other words, go and see what your brothers and sisters need. Then when you do that, they'll come and see what you do. Oh, well, I want them to do that first. There's the, there's the crunch, isn't it? I ask people, whatever you want, whatever help you want, whatever you don't know, ring me. I get a few people, just now and again, calling me up. It's absolutely incredible. But here it is, this love business, not lagging in diligence. Diligence. Come on, do it as fast as you can. Work hard at it. Do more of it. Diligence. Look at it. Come on, work at it. Work at it. Work at it. Work at it. Is that enough? Diligence. Okay, that's what you've got to do. Fervent in spirit. And then in that spirit, you know, come on, let's let's get excited about it. Serving the Lord. You know, that's what we're doing when we're doing all this. We're serving the Lord. We're showing Him that we're that that we're His family, we're His people, we're His kingdom, we're the, we're the kingdom workers. It, it's incredible. And so, you know, that, that's what we've got to do. We've got to have that that that, that spirit in us that, that that wants to do these things, rejoicing in hope. And He says, and our hope is not just a wish. It's as expectant hope. When it says hope in the Bible, if it's about talking about us, it's talking about something expected to happen. I hope I'm going to heaven. It's an expectation. Not just a wish. Why? Because that means we're going to be on the right track. So that hope is, is so different. But here we go. Patient in tribulation. Patient in the problems. Not... I can't sort problems out at the drop of a hat. I try. But most of the time I have to sit with people and talk to them and pray with them and find out what position they're in to see how I can help them. 
And then I give them something that, you know, scripture all the time. And, and you know, people say, to Mark, do you always have to give me scripture? I said, yes. It's no good me telling you what I think. I give you the scripture to show you that God's thinking about you because he knows what position you're in. It's so simple, isn't it? Continuing steadfastly in prayer. There we go again. Prayer, 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 prayer. Prayer, 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 prayer. Prayer and prayer. What's the Bible say? It says, pray without ceasing. Who struggles with prayer? No, you can't answer for everyone, Kev. You can, you know, you can, you've got to just answer, well done. You've got to just answer for yourself. You, see, we can't give any of that to, about anyone else. No one, you know, we, we can't do that. And not everyone does struggle in prayer. I know some people, Kevin, that pray every single day for me still from 27 years ago. Okay? Not everyone struggles. Some, that's all they do, which I've told them, you've got to do something else. Hallelujah. But th that's me. That's me. You know, if I'm wrong, God will tell me. Distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. And you know, that's what we talked about. Linda talked about today, wasn't it? You know, we've got to help one another. We, 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 that those, those who, 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 who you know, can afford to give and they give a lot are there to help the people that can't give a lot when they need things. It's, it's, it's incredibly simple. It's not any, anything difficult. It's just us. It's just us, you know, trying to, trying, to be, trying to be, look how good I am, look how strong I am. I'm not strong, I'm, I'm not. I need people to help me, um, you know, and yet again I'll, I'll use Ben as an example. Did I ever make decisions on my own at work then? No, I didn't. No, I never made one decision. I asked everyone. Pardon? Have you repented? All the time. All the time I asked people what they think. Even with a Bible study, I asked everyone what they thought, what they wanted. How many answers did I get? Not many. And I still have to love. Fascinating, isn't it? Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind one to another. It's so important, isn't it? You shall love your neighbour as yourself. These are the commandments, aren't they? Love your neighbour. You, you don't want anything bad to happen to you, do you? No. So love your neighbour as yourself. I want good things to happen to me, and if good things happen to me, and more good things happen to me, I can do more good things to other people. It's a pretty good deal with God, because God wants us to have that. Last one. 1 Peter 1.22. The enduring word. This is us in the church. This is what we should have done. Verse 22. Since you have purified your souls, purified yourself. Your souls are inner man in obeying the truth through the spirit in sincere love of the brethren. Isn't that amazing? If we can't love each other with all our, with all our, with all our, our attitudes, our comments, our feelings, our emotions, our knowledge. If we can't love one another, how are we going to love those from outside the church? It's incredible. But this is the scripture. 
since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit and the sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with an unfeigned heart, with a pure heart. Isn't that amazing? So, yeah, Val, Val, I, I love Valbin on the front. She gets these great big grins on her face. And, you know, and I, but the only problem is I know why she's doing it and I can't use it as an example because then I would tell you that what they've been telling me. So, you know, but, but thanks, thanks, Val. I mean, that, that, no, it's beautiful. It is beautiful, Val, because I, I know that you're listening and I know what the Lord is doing with you then. All right? So that, that's, that's marvellous. <laughs> It's not, not anything detrimental. It's, it's good. Amen. With a pure heart, having been born again. Who's born again? Born again, having born, been born again. It's incredible. Not of corruptible seed, not of the devil, not of anything like that, but incorruptible. We are incorruptible beings if we stay with God. It's the love of God that strengthens every single one of us to no matter when we fail, no matter what's going on, God still loves you wherever you are. That's incredible. Through the Word of God. This Word of God is teaching us how marvellous it is to be a follower of Christ. And if it's not marvellous, guess what? Come and tell me, because we've got to change the way you're living. Hallelujah. But the Word of God endures forever. Forever. Now this is the Word by the Gospel that is preached to you. Love is the strongest thing we can have. So remember, whatever it is, love others. Let God love you and love others through that love of God that is placed inside you. Amen. God bless you.